everyone, it's Ali Corman, Ed Carson here with a look at the market for Tuesday, October 17th, where we saw the indexes come off of weak levels to open the day, but we're still stuck in a trading range, Ed. Yeah, uh, I want to take a look at a few stocks that are doing pretty well, but you know we are still in that range. Fair Isaac, Super Microcomputer, and DraftKings. Okay, we'll take a look at those three stocks, but first let's analyze the major indexes. The NASDAQ today closing down just a quarter of a percent, while the S&P was essentially flat on the day, just fractionally lower. The Dow going green on the day by sessions close, fractionally higher. But the story underneath the surface today, small caps leading the Russell up 1.2%. So we'll take that but we're definitely not out of the woods here yet, Ed. Yeah, I mean, we, we really haven't, not a whole lot has really changed this week. Uh, you know, Monday and Tuesday are both still tra both traded within Friday's action. Uh, you know, we're sort of trading right around the 50-day line, you know, so, uh, you know, we need to get the above Thursday's high. Uh, there's also a downtrend line. There's a lot of reasons why you think, okay, you get above that, we'd be decisively above the 50-day line. Uh, you know, you can see a lot of stocks setting up and handles or handle-like formations. If you can get, if the Nasdaq could punch above that level, you could imagine a lot of buying opportunities appearing. But we're not there yet, and so you can't assume that's going to happen. Uh, we might, you know, we could come back down, or we could go sideways for a while. Exactly. So Monday's bar there. So step one: get above the 50-day line. But it really is that 10-12 high that we want to see, as you mentioned, we can also draw a trend line from that level. And then to the downside, Ed, I mean, it doesn't seem like it would take much to break below the 1013 low where IBD made a call to reduce exposure. Yeah, and so exactly right. And uh, the queues actually, you know, briefly got underneath there this today, because obviously there's a lot of news. I mean, NVIDIA sort of was one reason why we were down. Uh, we had, and that one came off lows, but still was a pretty big loss. We had some news about Israel, and there's been lots of headlines there. And so I wouldn't, uh, there's still no speaker in the House of Representatives, uh, and Treasury yields were spiking. But uh, so uh, the S&P 500 looks fairly similar. It looked like it was going to make a move after rebounding from the 21-day line. It looked like it, was, it got above short-term highs intraday. It looked like it was making a move toward the 50-day line. So again, if we get above the 10-12 high on the NASDAQ, we almost certainly would see the S&P getting above the 50-day line, maybe not decisively, but you see that happening. And all of a sudden, it's like, okay, we have momentum. But as you said, with the NASDAQ, it wouldn't take much for us to go undercutting these recent lows just the last few days and you know, start signaling more trouble for the market rally. Right. And we're going to see more big earnings reports come in. So investors will definitely be reacting to those that could have an impact on the market as well. So the bulls definitely want that as the catalyst. But in the way, uh, potentially here is a spiking 10-year yield, Ed, uh, which we know if we if we take a step back, this is not favorable for growth stocks. Yeah, and the, the the relationship between stocks and yields have broken down a little bit the last few days because of some of the stuff with Israel and Hamas, but it's still very much there. And not only are we close to that 16-year high, but from a perspective of trading during the market hours, this was a 16-year high today because uh, when we hit 4.89%, it was actually 
right after the jobs report before the stock market opened. So the stock market has never experienced these, these kind of yields since 2007. In any case, very high. It's tough to fight that. It's been relentless on a weekly, on a monthly basis kind of thing. Uh, need that to stop. Maybe we can stabilize and then just come to terms with the higher yield because we're not going back to the super low rates that we had seen for many, many years. Uh, but we, we've got to calm down on that side to, to see the market really make a big advance. Yeah, something we're continuing to watch closely, as is market breadth. So let's uh, pull up a couple of ETFs to compare market breadth underneath the surface. QQQ, which tracks the NASDAQ 100, down three-tenths of a percent today, while QQEW, the equal-weighted version, flat on the day. So a little bit of encouragement uh, or a sign of encouragement there, Ed. Whereas SPY, as we mentioned, basically flat on the day. RSP positive by a half a percent. So maybe a little bit more participation out there. What do you think? It was two things. Yeah, we had more participation today, but obviously the equal weights are below the regular indexes. So the breadth has not been there. It, the RSP did get above its 21 day line, which is the first time in over a month that it's that it's been able to close above that level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and getting above its highs from you know ten ten in that kind of area, but we'll see. We need we definitely need it to prove it to us a little bit more here. Yeah. Let's also take a look at IWN. This tracks the Russell two thousand. So uh, when it comes to we need more proof, that <laughs> can definitely be said here for the Russell, even with today being a, a day of outperformance. You can't take that in isolation. Yeah, day of outperformance. A couple of days ago, we were at, you know, five or six month closing lows, very close to 2023 lows. So yeah, uh, we need to see a lot more from small caps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just stuck in this trading range, still going back a long ways. Now we want to take a look at two sector ETFs. Here's a look at SMH down on the day, but off lows alongside NVIDIA. So good to see it hanging in there, Ed, even though it was down 1.2% today. Yeah. And we will get ASML earnings tomorrow morning, LAM research tomorrow night, Taiwan semi Thursday morning. Those are three of the bigger names out there aside from NVIDIA. So uh, a lot to see there, but yeah, uh, chips are doing well, but software is clearly doing better. And well, speaking of software, let's go there. IGV up almost a half a percent on the day and holding above the 50 day line since the follow through day. So seeing this as a very compelling area of strength. This might be something that investors could consider doing because one reason I didn't, I, I was thinking, hey, I was going to do this stock or this stock, this software stock to show today, but they all tend to have earnings in the next week or so. So I was like, I felt a little nervous about, you know, touting these stocks that have such big news ahead of it. So if you want to play software, this is one area you could do it. I mean, it doesn't mean you're immune. If Microsoft and ServiceNow tank next week, this is going to have a tough time, but there's a little bit of insulation in that regard. So it's just one way you could play it given the earnings are coming up uh, on so many of these names. Yeah, because this can this can move. I mean, you this, know, can this, move. This, this can be, be a trending ETF. So that is one way to do it, like you said. OK, well, let's take a look at FICO. How does this one score in your view, Ed? Boy, it almost broke out today. Uh, it was really nice action here. Uh, 
look, this is a long-term leader, which suggests steady growth, steady um, stock market performance. And there was some rough time in 2021, 2022, but you can see it's reestablished itself to steady, solid. That's a pretty decent ascent. I mean, it's not rip roaring in the past year, but you know, really it's been, that's a nice move. And the relative strength's at a new high. Uh, you know, we were, it's still close to the 50 day line. So even though it's at a traditional buy point around there, uh, the growth is pretty good picked up in the last quarter. There's a lot of things to like about, about this stock. Uh, so that's, uh, this is our stock of the day. This is, this is an environment of a choppy market that you might expect this to do particularly well because it's someone say people always are going to check their credit reports. Uh, and, uh, so that's not going away. So I think this was this one is definitely one that investors could consider for their portfolio. Maybe not it's not all of it, but it's something that, you know, sort of a steady eddy uh, in in sort of a volatile time. Mm-hmm. And right now, trading about four percent above the ten week line, so could use that level to manage risk. And we've got earnings in a little over three weeks. Okay, next on our list, let's take a look at SMCI, a high-flying tech stock, a nice outside day, upside reversal here, Ed, shares up 2.4% in some volume as this chip name works on a new handle. Yeah, sort of makes like a lot of the NVIDIA chips go into its servers and a lot of other, I mean, you know, even if NVIDIA rivals come in, this one may still be the the server maker for that. Uh, Nice action today. Uh, I think you could use 300 as an early entry. This is a handle now. After today, that's that's five days, so it'll show up. And actually, on a weekly, it's already there from last week. It was barely down last week, but with if you look on, it looks better actually on a daily. I think uh, I'm not quite sure why it's not showing up as a cup base of some part. It's a little messy, I think. That's why it didn't show up on that. But that's the legitimate handle. There was a real shakeout. It's almost the exact opposite of FICO in the sense of like this is not a steady eddy. This has big moves. Uh, if you're going to be buying something this, try to find places that are really close to the buy point that you're looking at, because this one can swing up and down. You may, oh, this is, it'll it'll be up 5 6%. You're saying like, this is, nothing can stop this. And then the next day it goes down 6 or 7%. It's like, man, this is never coming back. Uh, so uh, definitely, uh, definitely know the character that you can't, uh, can't think that FICO and Supermicro are the same, same kind of stock. But this has been one of the big winners of 2023. Yeah, exactly. And in addition to looking for those buy points close to moving averages, another risk management lever you can pull is coupling that with going in with a smaller position size to to withstand uh, potential big swings that we know that this stock can definitely make. Next on the list, let's take a look at DraftKings setting up. It looks like the volatility potentially contracting for this stock as it continues to base out, Ed. Yeah, that trend line could work. Oh, yeah, right. You may add, well, you've got the trend line from that top. Never mind. Uh, so you could use that high from a few days ago as an as an early entry. That would be a possibility. There hasn't been much volume on the way up. There wasn't been much volume period in this stock for quite a while, to be honest. It'd be nice to see that. I mean, the volume, I guess, is sort of slightly, if you squint, has picked up a little bit. Uh, but it'd be nice to see that pick up. The relative strength, despite all these ups and downs, the relative strength line has held up pretty well. It's really not far from being a new high. Uh, that shows you how the market has had that kind of environment. And the market has a double bottom. This one didn't have a second leg down. It held up a little better. This is a stock, strong revenue growth. It actually picked up again after sort of 
looking to slow. The, it, it actually turned a profit in the latest quarter. You know, it's moving towards consistent profitability uh, down the road. So this one's doing really well. Yeah, there's some overhead resistance, but there was sort of like that 18-month bar. You start discounting the resistance, the overhead resistance, because at some point people are just they'll have sold or they they forgot that it's in your portfolio, I guess. I'm not, you know, uh, and so it's probably not as big of a deal at this point. Uh, still something to consider. But yeah, there's a lot of lot of strong growth on this name. And when a lot of other gaming stocks aren't doing well, this one seems to really knows what it's doing right now. Mm-hmm. So with earnings 16 days away, we take out the weekend. So, you know, a little over 10 trading days until earnings. Now, a, a stock like this with a beta of almost two, there's the potential that you could get enough profit cushion on this stock in that short of time, but you run the risk of not being able to get enough profit cushion there. So I guess it depends on what type of trader you are, how aggressive you are. And first of all, if it can actually clear this downtrend and uh, and present an entry, that's step one. But then step two is, is knowing yourself as a trader. For some, maybe this is uh, when you just keep on the radar to see how it acts after earnings are out, uh, while others may opt to be a little bit more aggressive here. Yeah, and you can do an option. I mean, I haven't looked at the options for this, but as you say, it's such a high beta stock, you could expect uh, a big move on earnings. It's already expected to be relatively pricey. So you could look to see if there's something slightly out of the money that could work. But uh, yeah, this one this one may be one that you just watch and see if it, how it reacts to earnings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point because I mean, this is a $30 stock. It's not like this is a, a $1,000 stock. Uh, so that uh, that helps with the economics of the options uh, contracts there. Ed, thanks so much for breaking this down today. And thanks so much everyone for tuning in. That's it from us, but we will be back with more tomorrow morning on IB Live and we hope everyone joins us investors.com slash IB life for all the fun. We'll see you there in the morning. And we'll also see you right back here tomorrow at the close. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.